Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today comes from 1st chapter 15, verses 12 through 28. If you remember back on Tuesday, we looked at the first 11 verses. And what we learned in that prior podcast was this is very old creedal material that Paul begins with in the first few verses. Then he starts to expound upon the resurrection. For example, he tells us that if Christ has not been raised, our faith is in vain. That is the central claim that, that really Christianity is true, that if Jesus really was raised from the dead, then we need to take his claim seriously because no person has ever been raised from the dead never to die again. No human being has done that. So the fact that he had gone into, into death and defeated death means we need to look at his claims and take them serious. And if Christ was not raised, then there's really no reason to be a Christian. But he also talks about the nature of the resurrected body. Now this passage makes me feel a lot better because you come to realize the early Christians had many problems. They had things they were totally confused about. Now I know Christians today get crossed up on some stuff and get confused about things in the Bible. But these folks are confused about the resurrection. So that makes me feel a little bit better. Uh, that they would be so muddled on such an important doctrine. But Paul sets them straight. And today we're going to learn more about the nature of the resurrection. So let's, without any more waiting, turn to the passage and let's read verses 12 through 28. Now if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. We are even found to be misrepresenting God, because we testified about God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise, if it is true that the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are all people to be most pitied. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as by man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all shall be made alive. But each in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, then in his coming those who belong to Christ. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom of God, the Father, after destroying every rule and every authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. For God has put all things in subjection under his feet. But when it says all things are put in subjection, it is plain that he's expected. he is expected who put all things in subjection under him. When all things are subjected to him, then the Son himself will also be subjected to him who put all things in subjection under him, that God may be all in all. Now it's interesting his argument. First of all, he speaks really with just common sense. He is addressing something that's going on in that church. And there are people in the church saying that there is no resurrection, which is crazy. He's talking to Christians. He says, look, listen to what you're saying. Now, this is a Greco-Roman problem. You see, the Romans and the Greeks believed in life after death. And this is where we get really mixed up. Because what we tend to do as Christians is make life after death the resurrection. And what I mean is we die our bodies go into the ground and our spirits go to heaven. And sometimes we stop there and we think, okay, that's the ultimate Christian hope. 
Well, see, the Greeks and Romans accepted that, and this person that's making this objection accepted that too. Hey, we know we're going to die. We know we're going to become pure spirits. But this resurrection thing, we're not so sure about this, getting new bodies. So Paul is making it emphatically clear. There will be a resurrection, not a disembodiment. We will be disembodied one day, but we won't stay that way. We will receive a new body. That's what resurrection means. And it's coming. And if that's not true, we are wasting our time. He's like, we should be, people should feel sorry for us. If there's no resurrection, I mean, think about what people sacrifice for the cause of Christ. If there's no eternal reward or salvation or eternal life, then we should be pitied most of all. So this is really important stuff that we need to get right. He says, Jesus is the first fruits of those who will be raised. The first fruits is that first bit of the harvest that comes from the ground. So you plant the seed, and finally some some sprouts spring forth from the ground, and you realize this is going to be a bumper crop. So imagine that first plant that comes from the ground is signaling there's going to be others to come too. So Christ was raised is a foreshadowing of what's coming for us. We too, just as Jesus came from the tomb, will be raised. Now, we could have all kinds of objections to this and say, well, what about people that were incinerated? What about people that they lost their remains like at 9-11? What about people that have been in the earth for thousands of years and their bodies totally disintegrated? If we have a problem in believing that God could reconstitute that person, we have an issue with our faith. If God can speak the universe into existence, He can reconstitute a body with new atoms and new stuff. That's something He can do. We also know later in this chapter, this new resurrected body will be different. It's not going to be corruptible. It's going to be powered by the Holy Spirit for all eternity. It's not going to break down. It's not going to get old. It's not going to run out of steam. It's not going to get sick. This is all really good news. And this is the energy of the gospel message that the, that the church takes into the world. If you want to go back and look okay, and say, what energized the church? It was the resurrection. You, you go through gospel sermons throughout the book of Acts, you're going to find the resurrection. That's something they get to every time. Some people accept the resurrection with gladness and happiness. Others reject it as just pure folly. Like, this is ridiculous. So we should be resurrection-minded people as Christians. This is what makes us different than other religions. We are claiming that somehow God became flesh and redeemed uh, this world. And and here's just something I want to just address. I've had people tell me this, even Christians, that getting a physical body is a bad thing. Actually, that's what Christians believed and Jews believed for a very long time, that we would receive a physical body that you could touch, feel, and see and not be some type of ethereal ghost or phantom. When we think like that and we think negatively toward the flesh and we think negatively toward physicality, we're probably reading the Apostle Paul wrong. There's places where Paul talks about the passions of the flesh and that's the disordered part of us now, that's bent towards sin. That's not like the stuff you're made of. There's nothing wrong with stuff because God made it. God made stuff. God made matter, so it's good. It's not bad. And when we tend to reject bodily resurrection, we are thinking more like Roman pagans than Christians. You may think that sounds harsh, but I'm just speaking the truth. We're, speak, we're, we're thinking in the wrong categories. The Christian 
in the Jewish way of thinking was there will be a bodily resurrection. Now, it's a mystery exactly what that's going to look like, but we do know we're going to get new bodies. And the word body in Greek means container. Soma means container. So it's going to be made of something. So this is this gives me great hope. I hope it does you also that for all eternity I'm going to have a new body. I'm going to be around other people. There's going to be relationships. The Lord will be there with us. We're not going to be on a harp uh, clouds playing harps. You know, floating around in some weird world. Now we're going to be part of God's new creation. New creation. A recreation somehow of this earth that's been so distorted and turned upside down. And we, we learn it's going to be laid bare with fire. But there's going to be some new recreation. Now think of it. If, if we stay in the ground and all that we become in the end is just a ghost, Satan wins. Because in the garden, God did this new thing where he made these spirit body hybrids, us. We're not like the angels. The angels are pure spirits. We're different. We're body and spirit. But if the body goes away forever and we're disembodied forever, Satan won. He destroyed God's good creation. If God doesn't somehow recreate and give us a new creation, Satan wins in some way. You see, it's not just that we go back to Eden, but it's better than Eden. A whole lot better. When you read Revelation chapter 21, you pick up on that really quick. It's a lot better. Well, I hope this has cleared some of your confusion about the resurrection. I know it it's, sometimes can be a difficult subject. And there's so many different voices out there and philosophies that influence us that come from our Western background. But let's start thinking more Christianly about this subject. God became flesh. That should blow your mind. He redeemed stuff in the incarnation. Matter's not bad. Sinful flesh is bad, but matter's not bad. So we need to keep that straight. Well, I hope you have a great day. Thank you for tuning in these podcasts these week, and I hope you're back with us on Monday as we jump into the Psalms one more time. God bless. Mm-hmm.